And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. As usual, I'm joined by David Rispin, Kieran Flynn and Brian Kelly, the three Eagles. They've had probably a quieter weekend than, than me for a change. Um, <laughs> you don't sound as bad as I do, anyway, that's for sure. I just, that's just old age. I wouldn't be used to it, so I, wouldn't. I was at a stag on Sunday and... Uh, to say that the second day of the hangover is worse than the first would be an understatement. But um, it's been an action-packed couple of weeks since our last podcast. Um, the Mead Ladies were crowned Little Division 3 champions um, on Sunday. The Mead Minor Ladies, they were out in Leinster in the Leinster A Championship Final on, on Monday. And they came away with a victory. The Mead Miners, the lads, they were playing Dublin um, nearly two weeks ago now, I think it is, or a week and a half ago. Um, and that was in Parnell Park. We'll be coming back to that and they're out again tomorrow night against Offaly in round two of the Leinster Championship. We'll be reviewing the All-County Football League results. It's been uh, hectic the last two weeks with that as well. And we'll also be previewing the Christy Ring, um, the start of the Christy Ring between Mead and London. That's taking place on Sunday um, in Park Tolchin. And then obviously the main event, that is the curtain raiser to the main event where Mead will be taking on Offaly in Park Tolchin. It's great to see uh, Leinster Championship back in uh, the home of football, as I like to call it, Park Tolchin. So we're going to start off anyway with uh, the Mead ladies. And an absolutely uh, brilliantly year. We've spoken about it a lot on the podcast, uh, Kieran Flynn. Um, how Mead, you know, playing below themselves in Division Three, and that's that's no slight on any of the other teams uh, in Division Three. But they won in Clonus on Sunday, beating Sligo by four goals in eleven to one goal in seven, and um, a really comprehensive victory for this Mead team, and pushing on from their, I suppose, All-Ireland Intermediate final appearance last year. Yeah, and the, the Mead team really, they put on a show at the weekend, and they, they really told the whole country that they're coming back to the top tier, or coming that direction, if they're just going to take one pit stop, hopefully, in Division 2. Absolutely. But uh, a few of the players that we've mentioned all year have been playing so great, like Monica McGurk, Pulled off one of the best saves you'd see in the game. Serious stuff like ah, it was incredible. Did you did you see yeah, it, David? Yeah, did. Ah, it save, unbelievable. Yeah. Like the Sligo um, uh, Twitter account thought that it was a, a penalty, so they did. But having reviewed it, they said it was probably the finest save that they've ever seen. It was an absolutely peach of a save. But she's been incredible all year. Yeah, and, and like you can just say when a team knows their goalkeeper is in great form, it kind of maybe gives them just a little bit of kind of mental strength that they can go forward and not be worrying too much that maybe if they do mess up. Your one will save it, don't worry. Like, but a few of the others, like Emma Duggan, will mention her with the minor as well. Yeah. Had a great show, scored a goal and two points. Stacey Grimes again, 1 4. 
and then the player of the match, Kelsey Nesbitt, got two goals, and that's including the ten minutes in bin as well with the yellow card, which is serious goal, like to get a to get a yellow card and to score two goals and, and dominate. She a, yeah, she was she was dominant throughout the game and she was involved in an awful lot. She was involved in the goal at the start of the second half that um uh, Mead got to extend their lead. She went in on the keeper very bravely and knocked the ball away from her and Stacey Grimes side footed it in soccer style into the goals. But it it it's it's a great result for this Mead team and it just for next year, you know, again, you know, I think that they're good enough uh, for Division 1 so obviously they're going up a grade um, going into the Division 2 of the Little National Football League but there's no reason why this these girls can't push on again Absolutely and we're seeing the conveyor belt of talent that the Mead LGFA are, are starting to produce and I think that's going to be terribly important in the next three or four years as they continue the development but I think a lot of the players on that team are established and I think they can go and get promoted but maybe the having to win the final is a tough obstacle to get promoted yeah. I think if, if it was the same way as the lad system was just the top two maybe you'd have a better chance but you never know it's still it's going to be hard to get up there after coming down from it to go up to Division 2 and to win it but the way I've seen these girls play this year you definitely can definitely put a chance for them to do you it know, winning is a habit and uh, I suppose we'll be looking at it later on in the, in the All-County Football League Castletown you know they're, they're uh, uh, I suppose a, a great example of a team that you know winning games is a mentality and it's a habit and that you know if this Mead team, this this ladies football team get into that habit of winning they're not going to want to lose you know what I mean and that makes a big difference yeah, and winning, winning is brilliant. And that was the only kind of worry when you when you come into the final and they've had such an easy run of it. You were thinking, hopefully they don't get caught on a bad day that they'd think kind of walk in and think we have this one. So it's a great testament to the whole mental aspect of the psychological part of the team that they just went and won. And yeah. they're, they're going to hopefully keep winning now. And not only that, but uh, the Mead Minor ladies uh, completed it um, on Monday, completed a great weekend for the Mead ladies, um, winning the um, Leinster A Championship in Kinnegad for the first time in 17 years, Brian Kelly, uh, on a scoreline of 3.13 to 3 goals and 11, trailed by 5 points at half time, and the game just ebbed and flowed, Mead went ahead, Kildare went ahead, Mead went ahead, Kildare went ahead. Mead pushed on in the final fifteen minutes and left the gap too big for Kildare to um to close in the in the final stages. Yeah, it was an incredible game of football in Kinnegad yesterday. Um, really five points and a half time. You think that was uphill struggle for Mead. Three players haven't played on Saturday. Like, would they have the legs to continue? Like a huge ask. I'm sure they had a, a bit of a celebration Saturday night as well. You'd hope they had anyway, <laughs> but um. Like to come back and Emma Duggan just seemed to be an inspired form. A goal and ten points, one five of that from play. Um incredible. Orla Lally at midfield, then like you you've an incredible team there. Like to think Duggan is underage again next year. And how many how many of that minor team overlap with the senior team? Three. Def- Sarah Wall at centre back. Orla Lally at midfield Field and, and Emma Duggan on the forty. Yeah. So like but there's three or four more that team could easily be on the senior team next year. And we want to give a big shout out as well to Fergal Lynch um, from uh, the Meat Chronicle. He does the other podcast, um, the Talk A Good Game podcast. And he was the manager of the team. He and was. Absolutely it's, delighted It's for probably him. proof that once you have the raw materials, you can win it no matter what's in the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Sorry about that, Ferg. Trying, trying to foster good relations across the podcast community. And they just says, no, we're the best in town. Good luck to you. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> ah, all right. Fergal taking the spirit that is meant. But um, it was actually interesting on the Kildare team as well. You had a mead connection with um, the Carnoff forward, I think it was. Uh, Carnoff sorry. Uh, Johnny Murta's daughter was Carnoff for right. Kildare. Right. So um, it was just a nice little connection between the two counties. Yeah, it was, but it, it just shows you that um, things are going the right direction in mead, in ladies football in mead when you know they they get out of Division Three on the Sunday and then on the Monday you see uh, mead winning their first Leinster A championship in seventeen years. So things are on yeah, the rise. They really are, and when you add into that, they won the Leinster A at under sixteen and under fourteen this year as well. Like for many years, it's been Dublin maybe doing that clean sweep, but Kildare yeah. maybe pulling one of them but for me to do the clean sweep as well as the ladies and the ladies are in a great chance now winning the Leinster Intermediate and hopefully maybe following on with an All-Ireland Yeah. so it's an incredible year for me ladies and it's going from strength to strength which is wonderful to see and there's further proof of that at club level I was at an under 16 game last night Started at half six. It finished up soon, soon just before nine o'clock. <laughs> there was stoppages for injuries. The girls kept going. It was went extra time. It was just it had everything. It was Brilliant. a fantastic game of football. I suppose just as you mentioned, um, the club scene. Those girls that have won the um, Leinster title and the Little uh, National Football League uh, Division Three title are all going back to their clubs as the championship is now starting. The ladies' championship is starting in Mead in the coming days, David Rispin. And uh, I suppose the biggest one is the county champions are taking on recent county champions mm. in St. Dalton's. But St. Dalton's probably not the same team as they were in recent years. It's, no, and I was just thinking on the way over here, it's actually gas that the two traditional powerhouses of ladies' football, Ultits and Sanchestown, are probably not... You know, the force they were, I know Sanchezen are rebuilding and will probably come strong this year or next year. But Fine as last year, Mr. Rispin. Yeah, but but like that was, a, that was a little bit of a surprise, you know, for them to get that far. I, I know our manager was over them and he it wasn't was, expecting anything really from them and, and they kind of surprised everyone really by doing so well. it was such so a well. big surprise that even Brian Kelly bet against them. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. No, no, so that, tipped, I didn't lose money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he actually got that prediction right. Yeah. But um, no, it, it is, and it, it's, you know, the final was actually a great game and, and Simonson played so well and there, there were a real juggernaut last year in the senior championship but there was some wonderful football played and I suppose Kelsey Nesbitt who you, yeah. who you referenced out. already was probably one of the standout performers in the championship as a whole last year and she's after coming onto the county scene now and carrying on that form which is brilliant tomorrow night I suppose uh, you know Walton's it's, it's a big ask for them Barney O'Rourke is there and he's he's doing a rebuilding job as, as good as he can and trying to blood as many young girls as he possibly can um, which is extremely difficult, but um, Simonson at this stage, you'd have to say, are probably you know the front runners again. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we wish all those girls the very best as they make it back to their clubs for um, the club championship kicking off this week. Um, it's been a fantastic week for those girls, and I'm sure they'll uh, want to celebrate with their clubs as well and get a few victories um, back in their clubs. So we're going to move on now to the lads and the Mead Miners were uh, taking on Dublin in Parnell Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was the night after our last podcast, so it was. Um, and uh, unfortunately for Mead, it, uh, they came a cropper in this one by six points. It was four goals and ten to two goals and ten in favour of Dublin in Parnell Park on that Tuesday night. But I suppose, Brian Kelly, the scoreline is probably a little bit harsh on me. There was a goal with practically the last kick of the game for, for Dublin to uh, put a six points between the teams. Yeah, with a minute or two to go, there's only a point between the yeah. teams. Dublin got a couple of points and then they tagged on a, a late, late goal as Mead were pushing forward. Mead will, it's a game that they'll look back on and they'll say we could have easily got at least a draw out of it. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of chances. 
goals seem to be the order of the day and what they were looking for. But Dublin, especially in the second half, defended really well and me just couldn't get in for that goal chance. Yeah. There well, Aaron Chinchilla got in for an amazing goal. Now, in fairness to him, that was a that was a, a really really stylish goal in the, fir- in the first half. In the yeah. first half, yeah, the dummy pa- hand pass mm. rounded the keeper and then put it past all the defenders that were coming back into the bottom left hand corner. Beautiful goal. Oh, fantastic goal! And yeah, David Bell got a cracking goal in the first half as well. But in the second half, whatever adjustments Dublin made at half time, they just seemed to snuff out the goal threat that we had. Yeah, and maybe instead of just tapping over the points, the young lads kept going for goals, which that's what they've been doing and that's what they're very good at and on another day they might have got three or four just didn't happen for them on that day but I've no doubt come tomorrow evening in Navin with a huge crowd backing them yeah tomorrow night just as you're yeah. so meet her out again tomorrow night uh, in Park Hodge what time Hodge is that at? 7 o'clock 7 o'clock and who are meet up against meet tomorrow meet her up night? against Offaly meet against Offaly tomorrow night is there a team named for the game for tomorrow or same, same panel, panel as it was. Yeah. Um, so who will me be looking to tomorrow to, uh, I suppose, get over uh, this awfully team? Well, you're looking, you've David Bell up front in flying form. If he, if he can get enough of ball, he'll do a lot of damage. A survivor from last year's team. A player who really impressed the last day was Pierce Sheridan. Pierce was lined out at 13, but he actually played in around the middle of the field and he had a really effective game. He got forward, kicked a couple of points. He was a threat throughout. Um, and half back line then you have Aaron Chinchill actually lined out where wore six but he played more as a forward he's a really pacey footballer with an mm-hmm. eye for a score um, he's a player who could really yeah, thrive in Park Tolchin quick side quick player like it's a perfect recipe and then in defence uh, it wouldn't shock me potentially if you see Sean I don't know who coming into the starting 15 he did, he did well when he came in against Dublin and he's a player of a bright future. Didn't Mead win the this team won the Jerry Riley tournament last year? They did in Old Castle. Yeah. And they beat Dublin in the um uh Jerry Riley tournament last year, I'm nearly sure. Yeah, but uh the Jerry Riley is a great tournament. It's a developmental tournament, you mm-hmm. never know who who yeah. who you have. Like for instance, And I think Dublin may have for, had two teams in that. And for a lot of that competition, Mead didn't have David Bell or Killian Hegarty either. You're yeah. trying out lads, you fellas and hollers. It's it's a lo- it's a great competition to win, it's a great confidence boost. But the the Leinster Championship is a different animal. Yeah, like Dublin brought Luke Swan on, who wouldn't have played in the Jerry Riley last year because he was involved with the minor hurlers. Okay, and he scored two goals when he came off the bench last the other week. He's a an all star hurler last year, mm-hmm. and he was Dublin's best fo- footballer last year as well. Yeah, so he's the a, goal he he's scored, a cracking footballer. One of the goals he scored was an absolute mm-hmm. cracker where he rounded and. But like six points, it wasn't a six point game, and that's no. that's a that's a mid team in a bright I'd, future. Oh, I'd say this mid team would love another crack at the Dublin team, maybe oh, in the Leinster final or and something. In the long run, if they win their next two games, get into a quarter final, that defeat mightn't be the worst thing that ever happened. To them. No. You learn something more from a defeat than you do from a game you win. So if you put in the good aspects from that game and you correct one or two things that can be improved on, then it could end up being a blessing in disguise. So that game, anyway, against Offaly is tomorrow night, 7, seven o'clock, o'clock in Navin. In Navin. Perfect. So uh, the minor hurlers were out in action on Saturday against Down and Abbottstown in round two of the championship. And after a disappointing performance against Carlow the week before, in which they were well beaten, they bounced back in a really impressive form on Saturday. They won 228-26. And a special mention to Conor McGovern from Clannagale, who scored 18 points. Six That's, free- all, was it? That's all, six frees and 12 from play. Excellent. An incredible performance. Whatever he touched just seemed to go over the bar. 
Yeah, there's a few of those players that might be needed for the Christie ring in the, uh, next Sunday. Then. <laughs> well, they're short. They're, there's one player injured at the minute in those two sick of the weekend. So to win missing your two midfielders and your full back by that margin was incredibly impressive. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, a lot of work going in at underage level as well with the Hurling. Huge amount of work going in. And there was a lot of dispirited people on the bus home from Carlo the week before. Mm-hmm. It was just a day, nothing went right. James Murray, the inspirational captain, he got in, He was injured going into the match, wasn't able to last out. His midfield partner, Justin Kine, was sick. Um, he missed again at the weekend. We're wishing him a speedy recovery from illness. And it was just one of those days, whatever could go wrong, went wrong. Yeah. But so the, great the, character the strength of character to bounce yeah. back last weekend was really impressive. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that's the minor board uh, sorted now. So we're going to move on and we're going to be uh, reviewing the All-County Football League results from the last week. If you'd like to advertise on the We Are Mead podcast, please get in contact with us by emailing wearemead at gmail.com or contact Damien on 085-1127-089. The We Are Me podcast, because it matters more. So lads, uh, we're going to move on now and we're going to review the All-County Football League. Um, There's been a few results, but we're going to look through the results from this week. And um, uh, on Saturday, the first game that we have down is Summerhill against Dunshockland. Summerhill came away with a fine victory here in round eight. 20 points to Dunshockland's one goal and nine. David Rispin. 20 points is going to win you most games. Um, I'm surprised Summerhill usually throw in a goal as well, though. They normally do, yeah. They have serious firepower up front, even without the couple of lads missing. Um, great win for them, carrying on their form from you know the Manalvi win even in the second round of the championship. So they're, they're starting to kind of gather momentum. And as you can see by the table, you know they're, they're climbing up the table steadily as well. Um, so they'll be pleased with how they're motoring at the minute. And it's probably just a case of trying to keep that going now for as much as possible. I think there's going to be another probably three rounds in this month as well. So the leagues are pretty much going to be decided by the end of May, start of June. So they're right up there. They're well in contention now at this stage. Yeah, indeed. It was just a, a result that stood out there at the start. What we're going to do is run through the rest of them and then Kieran Flynn, I'll ask you just to pick out a result that maybe you thought stood out for you. In round eight, Dunamore Ashburn, one goal and 19. Sidden, two goals and seven. Gail Cullum Kill, four goals and 19. Oldcastle, one goal and eight. Navin O'Matney's 2-11, Rathcote, 11 points. Wolf Tones, four goals and 19. Minalvi, four goals and eight. And the last one there, Simonstown uh, and Dunboyne. It was Dunboyne, 2-15. Uh, Simonstown, 2-15. That game played... In Dunboyne on Sunday morning, and I suppose what game would stick out for you uh, in those results, Kieran? Well, the St Peter's Dunboyne Simonstown two fifteen apiece, definitely a massive game. But the one I would definitely focus on is O'Mahony's two eleven or Toth eleven. Yeah, definitely like two powerhouses in the senior, a tight game. But Navan Matney's again getting the win. So, like it, we talked about winning mentality. Like they're just getting the wins, win after the win. So. It looks like O'Mahony's are going to be definitely a team to watch over the summer for the league. They are indeed. Um, and that leaves the table looking like this. It's Navin O'Mahony's on 14 points, Simonstown in second on 13 points, Summerhill in uh, third on 12 points, Gail Columkill, Rathote and Dunboyne. Sorry, Gail Columkill and Rathote are all on 10 points and Dunboyne are on 9 points. So uh, so are, so are Dunamore Ashburn. And then looking down the bottom, Sydney and Alvey both with one point each. Screen with only two points, David Rispin. Yeah. And that's probably the... Um, 
the the standout uh, uh, team in the league this year, and that we never would have thought that they'd be down there. No, we wouldn't. And to be fair to them, they're after picking up and getting two wins in the championship as well. So. I think their game in hand is against Nafina, which is probably this week. And Nafina are sort of stuck in mid table. They're not going up. They're not going down. And well, they're obviously not going up because it's Division One. But they're not going <laughs> to. They're not going to end up in the in the final or anything like that. So it's a huge game for Screen. If they can win that, they're probably pushing themselves up towards Oldcastle, who will be starting to look over their shoulders at the bottom. You'd have to fear for Sydney and Manalvi at this stage. You know, one point apiece, as you said, and they're kind of cut adrift. They're four points off Oldcastle, which is yeah. you know two wins, and then you you bring in head to head and score difference as well, which could come into play as well. So it's not looking good for them to Screen. I think they'll be okay. I think if they get another win. You know they'll start to see Oldcastle in their in their sights, and even if they don't, they'd still be confident of beating the third place team in Division Two if it did come to that. Yeah, and, and not only that, but I, I suppose Minalvi, you know, uh, when they're missing their county men, mm-hmm. uh, it's a huge loss to them. They're not going to be playing too many more league games with with no. the county footballers, so um, that's probably their Achilles heel. So this year in the league, yeah, probably more so than other clubs. You know, they yeah. they don't have the luxury of um of a huge panel and stuff, and and they do find it tricky when they're missing when they're missing them household names like. You know, they have a couple of hurlers too, but obviously, you know, Harnan and O'Sullivan are the ones yeah. that we always talk about as well. Um, and it's probably just a difficult start for them. And, and although their performances in the championship have been encouraging, to say the least, um, league form hasn't been and, and it hasn't really picked up. You know, they're after shipping four goals again, even after scoring four goals. You can't be conceded 4-19, you know, against whoever it is, even if it's a team like Wolf Tones. That's, that's a huge, huge margin. Yeah, it is indeed, and uh, that that uh, I suppose looking at the top of the table, uh, Kieran Flynn, it is interesting up there. Okay, Navan Navan are the the pace setters with fourteen points, but it's still uh, anyone's uh, final, I suppose, between Simonson, Summerhill, Gail Column Kill, and Rathout. Dunboyne are still there as well on nine points, but um, a lot of those teams have to play each other mm. as well in 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 the coming. And there weeks. is a semi final for second and third place, and that that's the way it's done, isn't it? Whoever's put in with the same as the promotion relegation, so yeah. it'd be interesting. I think it's good. If Anthony, it's, it's you'd nearly wonder about structures that maybe your semi-finals, home semi-finals for one and two maybe, because you want probably as much knockout football as you can. So just, but it's great you can talk about that when the league is so competitive up the top. I think last year I think the league was a bit more. I think Screen and Kells had kind of ran away with it early, yeah, hadn't they? Exactly. And kind, of, yeah, yeah. and kind of the league had lost a bit of its grandeur, but this year it's way closer, and I think. That's the appeal of Gaelic games. When games are played by teams of similar ability, they're usually entertaining to watch and it means they'll have something to play for. Like Absolutely. The sunny weather the summer, they'll get a bit of league football, hopefully. Damn right, yeah. There's nothing like playing football in the lovely sunny weather that we get for... Or February. For, for, or February, or week right? July, yeah. A week in July. Um, we'll move on now to the All-County Football League Division 2 and the results here from Round 8. Trim 5 goals and 13. Jalique Bellius 10, 11 points. Dundry 3, 14. St. Pat's 2, 14. Balnebracchi 1, 10. St. Colum Kills 10 points. Carnaross 3, 11. Meath Hill 1, 13. Bective 2, 11. St. Michael's 13 points. And Centralstown 3, 10. Ratkenny 2, 14. A battle of the senior teams there. Um, uh, in that one and it was Centralstown coming away with the victory and I suppose looking at the table now that leaves Centralstown on top with 13 points Balnebracchi in second with 12 Dundry uh, in third with 11 and Karen Ross joining them on 11 points so it's tight in there uh, at the top of that division but what uh, game stands out for you in round 8 of the All-County Football League Division 2 David? There's, there's You could have picked any of them I think yeah. uh, you know there's there's a story behind most of them really Um 
I suppose Trim bouncing back after their, their probably you could say a little bit of a shock defeat against Bechtif. But for me, probably Karen Ross um, responding to two you know, real shock defeats in the junior championship um, and continuing their tremendous league form by beating Mead Hill was probably, you know, it was, it was nip and tuck for most of the game. But 3-11 is, is a good score to go. And I think it was in Mead Hill as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to go there, it's always difficult, as, as we know, to go to Mead Hill and try and get a result. And they did that too. That means actually getting there is genuinely yeah, difficult to get there. Like that's actually like, tough that's enough. <laughs> and then kind of coming away in one piece and that is, is you, difficult too. If you made it to Mead Hill, you deserve yeah. a win. Like, yeah. For that. yeah. Um, but, and Mead Hill like, needed, needed a result for their own kind of... Um, position which is perilous enough at the bottom of division two as well so um great win for karen ross another probably good win as you've you've mentioned for Sound. they're carrying on their good league form as well rack kenny struggling um they meet in the championship don't they they do i think they do do they i think they're in the same group in the championship anyway we'll come back to that but um that wasn't a me homework sir sorry <laughs> <laughs> david rispin is having a good look through the finals here in his head he's going through i don't think so Are essentially manalvi's it's manalvi rakeni yeah yeah no they're not it's not that group they're no. in pa- essentially they're in pat's group and right. longwood and uh longwood and, and rakeni yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i suppose one of the results that would stand out for me there kieran would probably be ballon abraki and st column kills uh the kills just uh, on the wrong side of these small margin marginal uh, oh, losses, on the wrong uh, side of the county too to travel on a Sunday morning too. <laughs> like you know, imagine you'd be sitting there in Laytown on the beach and the sun splitting the stones, and then the gaffer says, "Get in the bus, we're going to Brandlebracky." We're like, going to Offaly. Where the hell is <laughs> Brandlebracky? Like you know, like, so it's a feral trek. But now we're in probably twenty minutes. I'd say. Yeah. And that's if you know where you're going. It's another another place that you when you arrive, you should half the battle is done. But yeah, Ballinabrack even impressed. That's why he was kind of disappointed with some of their championship games that yeah. we had backed them kind of to do well. And but the league, they're just kind of tipping away at the league, aren't they? And they're up there at the top with Centrestown. And like Ballinabracky, like they're well capable of getting the division one. Like, and I don't think they would be a, maybe maybe if the seniors going to be sixteen teams extra, they mightn't be as good a team in that. But they they'd be up there if in an eighteen team current format, they wouldn't be the worst team in a championship. Like. Yeah, so looking just looking at the the bottom of the table, David, um, Mead Hill and St Michael's are on four points. Just above them is Bechtiv and Curraha on six, but then just above them is mm-hmm. Nomer and Dulik Bellustown on seven points. So again, it's it's um it's quite. I'm sorry, Trimmer on seven points as well. It's very very tight down the bottom half of that uh, division, and there's nothing there's nothing um uh, I suppose defined just yet. It's going to be a uh, there's going to take another couple of rounds to separate these teams. Sure, yeah. There's there's probably it's the polar opposite to Division One yeah. with, with relegation and stuff. There's seven teams there um separated by three points, which is incredible. Like anyone up to trim on seven points with a score difference of plus nine is probably in danger of being caught up maybe not in the direct relegation but definitely in the relegation playoffs when you look at Curaha they have six points and they're still third from bottom so it's going to be a real fascinating you know finish to that division I'd expect that to probably go to the last day something like you know like it is in England when it goes to the last day and Jeff Stelling's going nuts and Cammy's out and <laughs> does unbelievable he do, does Jeff. he do the Gaelic football over there as well yeah, does he <laughs> That's a bit sensational, but I'd say it could be something like that in the All County Football League Division Two. We, this, could we organise that for the podcast? Yeah, all all good, of us. We're going to be live from all the Division Two grounds <laughs> on the last day all, of the All County Football League. All four of us are going to be in fourteen or seven different places. Sorry, <laughs> when football will finish yeah. for for this year and start again next year. Um, yeah, that'll be an interesting uh, podcast that day. Or can you imagine doing a live broadcast from all the grounds yeah, and just getting the up there? Yeah, well, it's only we'd have to look into that. It was one we talked about before. Being not a bad one if we can get 
if we can get volunteers from clubs, wouldn't it be great to have a, mm-hmm. a live person at every game? Yeah, it's, and it's sponsorship easily done. as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll have to get the plug in. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, you have to be paid to go to your own clubs league match, exactly. do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're we're <laughs> going to move on now to the All County Football League Division 3 and uh, the results from round 8. Longwood 3 goals and 14, Minalty 1 goal and 16, Castletown 1 13, St Vincent's 1 7. A 7 point victory there for, uh, sorry, a 6 point victory for Castletown over St Vincent's. Flying high, 100% record all year, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Drumbara Emmets um, 2 12. Blackhall Gales one thirteen and Ballinlock three fourteen, Beliver two goals and eight. And looking at the table again, as I said, it Castleton running away top of the table, eight wins from eight, sixteen points, three points clear of Ballinlock in second place, and then St Vincent's and Drumbarra all on ten or both on ten points. So, um, I suppose they'll probably be the two teams fighting for that third place playoff. Yeah, I I'd imagine they probably will be. No, not to say you Saint know Alton's got yeah, a yeah. got a very handsome win against Kilmainham last week, who were really struggling um at the bottom of the division. So it's it's a tricky one. But yeah, as you said, Castleton have probably left the rest of them in their wake, and uh, and I've left them playing for two positions from a possible tree with themselves. Probably, I know it's probably still too early to say that they're promoted or anything, but they're pretty much promoted. Um, Longwood is one that I'd probably pick out too. They've they've seemingly upped their game. Um, and I know they're a senior club and they're playing a junior club in Minolte, but Minolte are on a high at the minute. And Longwood probably, you know, their league form and championship form has, has been extremely disappointing. So for them, you know, to get a win, it puts them back in a position where they're, you know, they're another win from probably getting themselves out of immediate trouble, we'd yeah, say. Yeah. Um, and actually putting the likes of Minolte probably and even Beliver and Waterstown could be dragged into it. Similar to what, what we looked at in Division 2, it's tight enough down there as well. Um, and I suppose looking at it for yourself, look Kieran Flynn with this puzzled look on his face as he looks down and sees Dunsany just above the relegation on four points, and he's got this bewildered, confused look on his face. How did that happen, Kieran? <laughs> well, they didn't win too many games, so that's, <laughs> it's not that puzzling. But uh, yeah, just on a slightly different note, unfortunately, it was kind of a sad enough week in Dunsany Parish this week. The firstly, the one the club president's Maliki Lynch passed. He was an elderly gentleman, but still it was a shock that he passed, and he was past chairman, secretary, treasurer of the club. But then on a more, even more tragic note, unfortunately, one of our players, Ryan Montague, his mother passed at just there this week as well. And Ryan's been a great footballer for Dunsany and hurler for Clemson for years, and Michael, the brothers, played a long time too. So just kind of from an own personal note, I'd like to, for the families and that, like they've been great supporters in the parish, and that's why our game against Walterstown was off. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the GA, like you've seen so much on, on the media this year, like, the GA really is the best organisation for communities when there's tragic events and there was a guard of honour for them with Clemson and Dunsany clubs and all the people they worked with and all give a guard of honour at the funerals and it was just, it really is the best organisation for in the world for that. Like. Absolutely and Aryeshte Garel Anam to both of uh, the people from uh, Dunsany who, who passed away this week. We're going to move on now to uh, the All-County Football League Division 4 and uh, I think uh, David Risper might have a little bit of an interest in this one. Um, uh, we'll go through the results from round 8. Boards Mill, 4 goals and 11. Drum Condrit, 11 points. Uh, Clonagale, 4-16. Clonard, 10 points. St Bridget's, 1-16. And Kilbride, 
three goals and nine and I presume you've had a bye this week was it David? No we actually our game was put off um, we have it this week we're playing Kilmain and Wood uh, this Friday night which is a big game There's for too both. much drink to be had at the bank <laughs> holiday know. like you know like they just said hey gaffer we can't play this weekend. There's too much to be had. You know, like, next week we'll do That's what Kilmaine and Wood said, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll get barred from the Palace, yeah. so I will if I can make up on. God, God forbid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, we, we weren't out, obviously. But there was a few interesting games that were on. Um, that was a huge win for some Bridgets. Not not in the sense that it really does much, for, you know, for their position or anything like that. But Kilbride, I think, were 10 points up in that game. And Kilbride going strong, looking at promotion. Yeah. You know, a lot of clubs would say, geez, sure, we have nothing to play for. We're going to let them beat us at this stage. You know, there's nothing to... So, f- fair play to the Bridgets, you know. A stunning comeback there. And well, it's another fair journey, isn't it? Kilbride, like, all the way to Ballinacreed. It's yeah. another... Like, I know we were kind of joking about the distances, but, like, a Sunday morning, 11 or 12, throwing, and you have to nearly an hour of a drive. Mm. And, like, all the lads know, like, the preparation with food and water yeah, before yeah, games sure. and breakfast and all this. Like, it's actually a hard enough thing to ask lads to do, and it probably is a bit unfair for the long distances, like, so... Mm. I don't know, you have to get two or three to get the dinner in the night before. It's something that maybe the CCCCC could look at. Is that what you're saying, Kieran? Yeah, she may as well play it at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> if you're going to be at that crack. No, I know, I understand. Yeah. And there is, like, uh, the, way the game's too professional, even for a club right now. Like. Geographically, it'd be great if all the the, the divisions were, were uh, all, the, all the teams that were beside each other were. Yeah. were, were well, uh, it works at the under 12s. So why are you going to work <laughs> in the senior league? Like? But um, as you said, great win for St. Bridget's. And, and looking at the, the way that that has left the the division it's quite precarious when Kilbride could have clear gone clear by mm. two points at the top of the table but now they find themselves stuck on 10 points with four teams Clonmagale, Kilmain and Wood and Moyla all on 10 points as well Corton have a game in hand um, which can bring them up to eight points and bring them into the mix as well it's again th- this is not a done deal at all uh, in, in uh, Division 4 no, and I suppose, you know, I previously kind of wrote us off before the championship and said that that's where our focus was, which it was at that stage. But that result for Bridges is actually after bringing the likes of us, Boards Mill and Slane, probably back into it a little bit because you still have that third place to play for anyway. Yeah. So, you know, if you realistically, you probably need to win all the rest of your games. But but if someone does and someone goes on a run, there's no reason why they can't get crashed uh, the top three at this stage um, but at the minute you'd have to say at by Clannagale sorry with Rakarn I'm learning um, <laughs> yeah, you were quick there we'll give yeah, you credit yeah, for that we're quick uh, are looking extremely strong they, you know they put up another huge score there against Clannard last weekend and the, you know their form in the championship has been superb too so they're you know more than likely going to go up and then it's uh, it's going to be probably you know tight between the next uh, two or three clubs from there so it'll be interesting to see how this concludes yeah yeah absolutely when you look at it as well Kamein and Mud Moyla and Slane have only played six Kilbride and Clonmagale have played seven so all of those teams including Slane Slane if they win their game in hand can join them on ten but if Kilmaine and Mud and Moyla won their games in, uh, game in hand they'd, they'd go clear at the top so it's going to be a very interesting one you're playing Kilmaine and Mud next yeah. so that's that's a, 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 a it's a four pointer. Yeah. So yeah. it is. Um, but uh, that is the All County Football League uh, rounded up. Now we won't go into the B League, um, but there is the the thing that the biggest game, the El Clasico, El the Navin El Clasico, 
in the B-League uh, takes place tomorrow night, Wednesday, in Simonstown. It is Simonstown against Navan O'Mahony's. And uh, if you want to see um, a bit of flaking, as Kieran, <laughs> that's the place to be it, tomorrow it, it's night. It's a bit like the over-70s, yeah, you know, all priests um, <laughs> match with Rugged Island and Father Ted, you know, the, these veterans coming out of coming out of hiding and that for this game. And, and some and whippersnappers kind of trying to find their way in yeah. the game, you know. Like, and and they'll, get, them, they'll, they'll get flaked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but uh, I know. Look, it's great to be playing football as, as well, even at even at my age. So, um, bit of B League tomorrow night. Um, if you want to go and see an old timer playing football, that's the place to be. Um, well, we're the admission. Absolutely, <laughs> there shouldn't be an admission for you in that one. Um, but lads, we're going to move on. Um, that's the All County Football League uh, uh, reviewed, and we're going to move on now to do our previews. And the first one that we're going to do is the Christie Ring Cup. It's Mead against London. It's Sunday at uh, one p.m. That's Sunday the twelfth. This Sunday. At 1pm in Park Tolshin and that is the um, curtain raiser to the Leinster Championship but um, Kieran Flynn Mead against London um, they played already in the league this year um, and Mead came away with a narrow victory that day we'll say yeah it was actually a fairly tight it was it was high scoring actually for the weather that was in it, it was, that was played in February around the 17th or 18th of February uh, Mead won 316 to 3-10 Fionn Ferguson from Gale Column Kill scored two goals and Eamon Dunica from Clonagail got the other goal. Uh, Park O'Hanrahan from Retoth, and he's a Curra half upper as well, got six points. Good man for the freeze. Well, and again, of course, we say this often, Shane McGann made a great few saves that day. Yeah. He's always got a good pension for getting on the camera. Like, you know, and actually, if anyone saw his Instagram during the week, he, he was able to score a sideline cut from 45 metres out on the sideline, which is not an easy thing to do. No. So I'd recommend anyone to go and have a look at that, the skill level. But London are always a, a mixed bag and you, you don't know like what's kind of gone over there recently. And the fact that we bet them in the league in February, they might they might actually be a decent team. And they had a few, they actually only get, they got beaten by Westmead very tight as well. So London won't be too bad. And we actually, the we released the Hurland panel during the week. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald has gone to release all 36 members in his panel and then he'll be naming the twenty the twenty six. So I'll just I'll go through that very quickly. Uh, is the team name though? No. No, the team, the is team won't just be just the panel. Yeah, so <coughs> the for the senior championship, same with the footballers, the panels have to be submitted to Crow Park nine AM Thursday morning. Right. And that's the panel, but then we usually release them on a Saturday then to the media. So okay. that's what will happen for the hurling as well. So the lads are Stephen Morris, Shane Whitty, Hugh Smith from Blackhall Gales, Callum O'Sullivan, John O'Sullivan, Eamon Dunica from Clonagail, Colum and Waylo Dunmore Ashburn, Ger Muffy, Michael O'Grady, Derek Martin, St Peterson Boyne. Fiona Ferguson, Gail Colum Kill, Nicky Potterton at Nevin Fitzgerald Kildaki, Keith Keoghan, Adam Gaddon Killine, Shane Brennan, Kevin Keena, and Joey Keena Clemesson, Cottle McCabe, Jack Regan, Shane McGann, James Kelly Kiltail, the captain Sean Gerty from Kilskier Myla, Damien Healy Longwood, Barry Slevin Nafina, Dylan Regan Navin O'Matneys, we've Dara Kelly, Jack McGowan, Gavin McGowan, Porrick O'Hanrahan, Colm O'Reardon and Cormac Butler are taught, and then the last few Brian Dowling, James Tohor, Kieran O'Rourke, and Alan Douglas from Trim. So all the lads like, they, lads, no? no, just thirty six yeah. lads, probably more lads the court have had in potential. Is that years, every hurler in Mead now that's on that team? <laughs> well, close enough, I'd say <laughs> at this rate, you know. But I think there'd be, I think there'd be thirty six Chrissy Ring medals in the back pocket hopefully at the end of the year. Yeah, so finger, no fingers crossed. In fairness, I think they're they're good enough to do it. Yeah, I know. Uh, like, there's a few teams in that are still decent enough. Like Kildare will be strong in that, yeah. but it'd be interesting. Now we're playing London in Partholshan, then we're away to Kildare and we're away to Roscommon. And it's it's in a group kind of stage this year. There's four in it, so I think it's the top two come out of the group. So we need to be beating London at home and then guaranteeing one more win. Hopefully, we're coming away definitely. Yeah, Kildare will be tight enough. 
But they definitely have, there as well. Yeah, you get to a semi-final and I think they are home and away the semi-finals so we want to be number one so we're playing a home semi-final in Part yeah. Olsen. But yeah, there's a big chance of getting that Christian and then the final being Crow Park. So and, and the fact that it's the same day as the Leinster, it's big in Park Tolchin, there's a great chance it's of getting a huge crowd in to, to um, get behind this team. We thought, like again, the ticket prices, like we talk about for this for the football, it's going it's twenty euro pre purchase, which is five euro cheaper if you don't buy it if you buy it on the day, like That's so. so <laughs> 20, 20 euros for two senior games, <laughs> you're getting great value for your money. Yeah. So if you're going to be supporting the football team, I think if you're a proper media sport, you'll get and get the hurling at least the second half. But I think you should be there for the whole day, get to support the lads and keep the good role going. Ladies football is doing well, Camogie, the whole lot. Keep it going, I think. So hopefully best luck to the hurlers of the weekend and keep the high balls low. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be great to see uh, uh, a double, uh, me doing a double in Park Tolchin on Sunday and the Christy Ring hurlers uh, moving on to uh, the Kildare game with two points in the bag against London. So we're going to move on now, lads, and we're going to preview uh, the Leinster Championship. It's that time of the year again. Two games played in the All-Ireland Series already um, in Connacht. It was London against Gal- Galway, was it? No, yeah, yeah. London against Galway and New York against Mayo. And uh, all going to form so far. So it was, uh, it went to the favourites. So we'll be hoping again that uh, the favourites would come out on top and park touch. Wouldn't mind getting a crack at New York. It'd be a nice, nice trip for the LPRO and the boys, isn't it? Business trip. Yeah. Business trip. But um, David Rispin, um, it's great to have. Uh, uh, Leinster Championship back in Park Tolchin yeah. um, and we've seen the last couple of years in the qualifiers when we've played against Tyrone and we've played against Donegal what what an atmosphere it is when you when, when you get a big game in Navan mm. and there's there's just nowhere like it, it just, yeah, it's no. just the best it's, it's old school isn't it yeah. like the you know the type of venue I know we always say you know Navan is this and it's that and it's old and that but for games like you said in you know in the summer months huge crowd lovely weather uh, good game of football. There, there is nothing like it, and it's it's just kind of a throwback, you know, to to years gone by in that. And whilst you wouldn't be hoping or expecting the game will be tight this weekend, you, you just never know in Championship football. It, yeah. You know, it is completely different to league football as we seen in the club championship only a couple of weeks ago. League form goes out the window altogether. Um, that's not to say that you know Mead shouldn't go on to to record what you consider you know a comfortable enough victory. But you always have to be wary of these kind of teams. They're coming up with, yeah. with, with basically a free hit on me. You know, they, they're coming up with no expectations from within their county or, or like, outside. So. Just they only survived that. the relegation. Like they, yeah. yeah, that was they, their big... They bet, they bet Carlo on the head-to-head. They mm-hmm. only they bet Sligo who got relegated. They bet Carlo who got relegated. And they drew with Longford before the Mullinach lads came back to the panel. So they don't have super form coming in. Like They lost the leash, lost the down, lost the loud in the National League. So... And they had a lot of trouble, turmoil at the start of the year. Like lads have left the panel, and Nigel Dunn, who's one of their star forwards, left the panel. Uh, Alan Mulhall, who's goalie there for long term, retired. He works full time with the Leinster GA, and there's a lot of lads. Kind of John Mohan has not had the the best of maybe camps and pre seasons and and national leagues. But but, but, yeah, but is that is that the kind of an even uh, better way to be going into the championship to be um, going in under the radar to be going in uh, written off before mm-hmm. the game so it's not really a, it's a lose-lose situation for me because if they win by 20 points it was expected yeah. Yeah. if they only win by 2 or 3 points they should have won by 20 points yeah. so Offaly are coming in under the radar they're coming mm-hmm. in at a perfect time for Offaly football I suppose but not only that they have the added incentive of 
their last All-Ireland winning uh, manager, Eugene McGee, passing away um, uh, suddenly during the week. And what a, what a, what a, uh, a GEA man he was, an mm. absolutely incredible man, uh, Eugene McGee. That, uh, and is that going to be a little bit of a, a G-up for them going into that game? His, his quote was brilliant. I saw the plaster over media this week, or the last few days, was... Uh, he was asked about the lads how much did it mean to them to be in the Ireland final and to win yeah, and he yeah, said yeah. Uh, some of the, some of the some lads in the rest of them haven't had a pint since Wednesday like like for our lads it's having had a pint since you know like God knows you know like that's the way the game has changed but you, you never know that could bring them a sting in the tail I know as, as you said there it does nothing for the mead team like like they obviously like a fella dies and he's a great GM and some of the Offaly lads might bounce up and say I want to do it for him and like like me, as I said, they can't really win only by actually winning the game and moving yeah, on. Like all exactly. they can do is, but the lads we've mentioned it so many times, their their approach is so good now and professional that they won't be thinking oh, I'm a superstar and I'm going out here and swan around the place. They'll go out there and try and beat them, and like they might beat them by five, they might beat them by ten, twenty, twenty five, or one. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I know, like for the narrative and this and the the media will paint it negatively only win by two or three. So I think for the lads' sake, they want to be winning, kind of reasonably convincing. Like, just can I get through? What was, I, that's what I was going to go on to, David. I suppose mm. is, is when we when we, like I I've just got um, the marking system that we gave them, yeah, uh, yeah. the rating system that we gave them throughout the league, and if these players perform to their potential or close to their 75%, potential, 75, 80% of their potential, they should come, come away with a with, a, with a, um, a comfortable win. But that is one of the things from this year that we've taken from it, is how they've been so professional in every game that they've played um, and just the manner in which they go out and play. They never give up. Yeah, it's, it's almost business-like, you know, yeah. and, and you see the top teams, I suppose, Man City were a good example of it last night. You know, were they playing the Gaelic as well? Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't get them. They were playing the slip as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After double header, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like, they're the prime example of a team that just shows up and wins. They don't always play spectacular football. Now, when they do, they're brilliant. But you know, sometimes if they're not just at it, you know, one hundred percent, they'll still grind out a result. And to be fair, at times in this league campaign, me, they weren't always spectacular. The Clare game and, was a great example of that. Exactly, yeah. and and so was the Tipperary game first day out as well. So you have to be able to grind results out. And you know, championship games, our last Leinster game in Navan against Wicklow, you'll remember it. Mm. We got embroiled, and it, and could so easily have been shocked that yeah. day as well. So you you just have to take it with a pinch of salt, like as. You've already said it awfully, you're on a hiding to nothing, really. Mm. You know, they're not expected to come down and do anything. But, you know, for all the boys that have left the awfully panel, he's John Mohan's after getting Niall McNamee back, probably yeah. the, one yeah. of the best all time players, yeah. even going back to the All Ireland winning squads. Yeah, yeah. Back and, and playing well and into the team. Well, he didn't push anyone in the back for No, the and, and like, <laughs> he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a completely different player to what Conor McGill will probably have faced you know up to this point you know he's, yeah. he's a real kind of experienced player at this stage and he's seen it all really in an awfully mm. jersey um, more more bad times than good in that but he, he's he's going to lift the guys around him as well do you know like, I remember I actually bumped into him during the winter there and you know he was just after announces, announcing his retirement and he had no qualms just about just wandering it. around Cortown <laughs> <laughs> no, and nearly got, the transfer, nearly got the transfer to Cortown as well <laughs> I had the papers out. One more, up. one more Jaeger bomb, and he had the fingers <laughs> on. Fat frogs, but no. no uh, oh, she's not standing. Yeah, <laughs> in a queue. But uh, rather than focusing on one, he spent all the money on the two of them, and he should just pick one of them, you know. Exactly. And he got none of them. <laughs> but but the younger, the younger McNamee, um, I think Bernard Allen is there. Like they have 
younger kind of guys coming along who will get a huge kick out of a player like Niall McNamee. Well, Angelo Sullivan is another another one idea. there. And, you know, they're they're decent footballers, but they will get a huge lift as as you'd imagine if it was me back in the day and when Graham Garrity came back onto the panel or whatever it was. You know, we did that about four times. Didn't yeah, they? <laughs> but but it does. It, it, yeah, it gives everybody a lift, and you know yourself when when a player comes back into even a club team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that what you weren't meant to say. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Mead will have to be worried about Mac and me and others. But I think we have to focus on ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And as you said, if we play to the standard which we've set in the league campaign, we, we shouldn't have a problem. We shouldn't have a problem with most teams we meet, to be honest no. with you. Yeah. But they've got awfully like the likes of Road and that. They've some good football teams too in their county. Like So it's only... Absolutely. And yeah. like mo- a lot of their county senior teams might be some of our club senior teams. So. Yeah. I know, and like you have to remember, it's unfortunate, but we did go down to Longford, who were a Division Three team in the championship, and you don't want to put any dampers on it. But I think this year the lads are more mentally adapted to it, and they can say, "Well, we're not going to get caught by a lesser team." And that's yeah. frankly, I, I think that uh, I think that this Mead team, if they do come up against a resilient, awfully team, will know how to deal with it. Yeah. They won't panic, mm. um, and they'll get on with the job. And I think that maybe the supporters have to realise that as well, that, you know, Offaly are going to come up with a game plan to try and stifle Mead, yeah. and that we mightn't have it all our own way yeah. in this game. But our lads, if we believe in them, they will come through. They might come through with the skin in their teeth, they might come through by seven or eight points, but I do think that Mead will come out of this game victorious. They have the, like the phrase used, we're quoting other sports, like in the American football, the... And in basketball, they talk about IQ. Like kind of, a lot of our lads would have good, like Gaelic football IQ. They make good decisions, and yeah. it's not like some of the some of the athletic feats I've seen recently. Just kind of calling to few of the contrains and that. Like some of these lads in our panel are just off the charts. Like they literally are the 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 yo yo test. They ran out of beeps. Like. Which you know, so that's yeah. what more do you want when we've lads able to do that? They said put on more beeps. He says there mm. are no more. No, beeps. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was looking at the, looking at the lads and like I don't wanna, I don't out them because they know they're good there, but the. They're like the fitness levels, like one or two of the lads running, and they don't even look. They look like they're only walking. Like it's a crazy well, athleticism. Like they're just looking down at the squad that we have in front of us, which is the squad that they, all the players that were used in the league, and there was twenty seven players used in the league. Um, lads coming back from injury. I know Sean Tobin has been moving well lately, and he's back. Played well in the Roscommon Challenge match. Yeah, the Big Challenge time. match. We'll come back to that in a second. Um, uh, another injury was. Um, Squealer, Niall Kane. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure, he, he won't be back just now, so he won't, but he's back in training. I know he's running and he's uh, he's he's doing a lot of cardio. He just needs to get his arm sorted, but he is going to be back in the coming months mm. as well. So, you know, um, there's other lads coming back into the fray. Like he wants to be, strength I, I believe the he, squad. he wants to be in the 26, it's just a matter of would he get in it. So I think he would be available. But it's tight, like so. Maybe yeah. I'd say he wants to get Paul Carnan as well. He's got a few flying. more games under his belt as well. But, Came back in towards. But you know what's great for the likes of Squealer, and it's good as a supporter of the team. You know the years I'd say the likes of Squealer Kane could have maybe swan back onto the twenty six, but now I'd say he's actually sweating a bit, saying, on, "I've had this unfortunate injury, and I'm Jesus, will I get back in?" Like, yeah, I'd be struggling to get on the fifteen. Like he won't get near, I'd say, because of the injury. But he might not get in the 26 because we've such a good panel at the moment. Yeah, he's and that's something that's his way back in. And that's great, though, because it means that he's going to hit someone and flake them with training, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, David, he hit him there a minute ago as well. Uh, Mead played um, Roscommon in a challenge, mm. and it was all, the 15 that started against um, Donegal were all rested. Mm. And it was, we'll say, the second part of our panel, you know, the the, the reserve yeah. Yeah. Um, players, not reserve players, but I suppose the your next 15. And 
put up a really good show against uh, Ross Common. Yeah, and a strong Ross Common team too. Yeah. Like the, you know, Kieran was there We're as well. Yeah. And there was yeah, no, like Enda Smith was playing, and you know, a few others, Cottle yeah. Craig and that. You know, yeah. there was a, they had they had much stronger fifteen than we had out. With all due respect, to our Come, lads. When you look yeah. at the starting, 15. exactly, especially we, on previous yeah. championship appearances. Yeah, sure, yeah. and um, you know, for times in that game, you were just waiting for Ross Common to kind of open the floodgates and and to destroy us. But in credit to the Mead lads, you know, they stuck at it. And, and hit a purple patch in that second half and mm. played some wonderful football. Um, I suppose Graham Riley, again, we wouldn't really associate him with being in a, in a so-called second 15. Yeah. But he was one of them. Sean Tobin was another one who you said mm-hmm. is after picking up form. Gavin McGuire scored two points, which is yeah. collector's item, like anyone that was up in Ardcat. And a shout-out to the St. Vincent's Club. They really have done such great development up there. Like Every part of the, the process up there is brilliant. and like Everyone, like they know themselves, no disrespect to their club, but their facilities in the past weren't up to scratch. Mm. But they just got... They got themselves together as a club, and the they're they're well capable of hosting senior football championship from now on. Like absolutely, like fair play, well done to uh, all in our cat. Um, just before we finish up, uh, David Risman, um, you know, going by uh, would say the most common game. Do you see any of the lads putting up a hand for uh, a starting berth with uh, Mead next Sunday, or? Have have they given Andy McIntyre a bit of a headache because you know the, the team seemed to be picking itself. Mm. The lads were playing so well with a couple of interchangeable players. There was a few lads that were either coming on or, or uh, interchanging week on mm. week, um, and injuries were picked up and players took yeah. their chances and stuff. So um, did anybody put up their hand for? It's a it's probably difficult to to base that off of just a game you know when we're not seeing them yeah. night in night out at training and stuff and that kind of thing I'll use the line they're going well at training you're not going to use that line no because <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know but uh, in addition to the 15 I suppose that started against Donegal and the 15 that played against Roscommon Dara Campion didn't start against Donegal and he also didn't play against Roscommon so that's 16 Yeah. so you'd absolutely. imagine he's going to be touch and go as regards starting and you know I'm not really sure who who might drop out if, if Cambo did start so that's that's a good problem to have too. It's Absolutely. probably difficult to see, you know, probably to be honest with you, anyone from the Roscommon game probably breaking into the team. But, you know, without doubt, four or five of them are going to probably come on at, at some stage, well, that, whether that's early or that's, late. And that's the thing is that like four or five of them, maybe even six or seven of them yeah, yeah. have put up their hand sure, for, yeah, yeah. you know, well, Jesus, he might be the man to bring in mm. if uh, if we're struggling in the second half or uh, if we want to get some uh, fresh legs on the field. And, you know, it's great that the likes of Sean Tobin and that are, are coming back and putting pressure on these other players. Yeah, it's great to have the likes of Sean Tobin back because you know what he gives you, especially off the bench. You yeah. know, sometimes probably doesn't always do it when he when he starts the game, but nine times out of ten when he comes on, he's he's he has a huge impact because he's so fresh and he's, he's, you know, he's a fit lad and he... He'd always kind of give you a score, and Graham Riley's been doing that, you know, in his absence probably this year, you know, yeah. from the bench and stuff. But I think you know Rory Aquilon's back in on the panel as well, That's and Ross Ryan at Brother Ronan's as well, which, which is two additions that we didn't have in the league. So, you know, them boys are gonna prob- they're not gonna be happy to just sit and you know kind of, you know, be there for the sake of it. They're they're want gonna want to and push even, into even the team. Even like uh, Marky Brennan has to be said, yeah. like you're a sub goalie all year, and it's a tough position because. You, you don't know if you'll ever get a game if the lad's in it's hard to get on but like he made a world class save like nearly fully horizontal in the air and he got a kick on the ground for his troubles as well like he was playing with a dislocated finger like you know what I mean and not a bother on him so it just shows you like that's the kind of lad you want on the panel pushing the first lad you can rely on a lad to be such a kind of wise lad with senior medals you know like. yeah absolutely and look um, I suppose 
It's going to be a massive game. Um, we have high hopes for this Mead team this year. They've uh, lived up to them so far, bringing us to uh, National Football League Division 2 final and getting promoted back to uh, the promised land of Division 1 football for next year. Uh, the next step on this journey is to uh, obviously get the win against Offaly and uh, take it one game as uh, one game at a time in the Leinster Championship and see how far we can go and who knows if we did get to a Leinster uh, final it'd be great to give those dubs a rattle so it would in a, in a Leinster final but we'll take it one game at a time lads is there any more business um, I suppose just to say that the Christy Ring uh, Christy Ring uh, match between Mead and Dublin uh, or Mead and London is at 1pm on Sunday in Park Tolchin and that is the curtain raiser to the Leinster Championship 3 p.m. Uh, next Sunday, the 12th, Mead VR Offaly, Park Tolchin. Be there. I know. Get your tickets get like your Super Value Centre, yeah. Jack Kiernan's, you know, the usual outlets. Everyone that's been at National League games, you know, where to get your tickets. Make sure you get them before they go full price. Like it's five euro cheaper if you get them the day before. So don't be, you know, like it's not, we talked about the National League and there was a worry, would you get rained on and snow and all the thing? Like it's, it's, you're getting into championship weather now. The weather will be good. Get your ticket early. Get to Partholchen. The weather will be good, so if you want to get a seat, get your ticket early. Absolutely. Yeah. Get absolutely. in there. And have you any other business from the county board? I just get your get your ticket for the house draw. Get your ticket for the house draw. <laughs> You're after taking uh, David Rispin's yeah, yeah. <laughs> thunder. <laughs> David Rispin, have you anything else before we finish? Well, I suppose in association with the with the house draw, you know, there's a few good initiatives taking place as well at the minute. There's a club player of the month was announced, and I think Paddy O'Rourke won that for April, and there's a different. Um, there's a different one for every month now. So I think uh, May is going to be the county team. So there's going to be a okay. hurler and footballer picked, you know, and it's up to the public to vote who they'd Will like to see. Will be the B-League player of the... Uh, we might get round to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Keep you'll be next to near winning do, the ticket. Are you doing, are you doing an over-40s ticket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Graham Garrity would be a cert for that. Um, but, uh, no, we're doing that. And then, obviously, the public um, competition as well. The winner, um, Kieran from last week. Um yeah, we're already in contact with her, and she's won her ticket. She's going yeah. to get it in the next week or two. So, yeah, so that's it. Just keep an Eve eye from out Malone, the, I think it was. She's yeah, from for the it. different initiatives taking place, and uh, you know, get your ticket. Obviously, September twenty eighth, you won't find it coming around. Yeah, absolutely. It's a brilliant by um, David Rispin on the county board, Glen Bay Homes. There, um, doing these little promotions um, of uh, th- th- keep an eye on the on the. Uh, social media because they are doing these little competitions where you can win a ticket to win the house so it might save you 100 euro as well in the long run um, and win you 230 grand's worth of a house it'd be absolutely brilliant look we, again we just want to say well done to the Mead Ladies crowned little Division 3 uh, champions for 2019 we want to say well done to Fergal Lynch and uh, the Mead Miners winning the A uh, Leinster Minor A Championship with the girls and we want to wish the Minor lads the best of luck um, tomorrow evening in Park Tolchin. And remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.